about a week or two ago, we figured out how to turn on the speakers in the back of the church, which is very simple, but something quite amazing. And one of the ushers told me, Father, I forgot my hearing aids today, but I didn't need them. I could hear you. So if you're in the back of the church and hear me for the first time, this is what my voice sounds like. It's good to, to see you all. Sometimes something so small like that of turning on a speaker and being able to hear makes a huge difference. Hearing sometimes is one of those senses that is highly underrated. In the readings today, brothers and sisters, and as we begin the season of Lent, we see something else that is highly underrated. A piece of nature, a piece of creation, if you will. And that's the desert. Many times, the desert gets kind of a, a bad rep, if you will. It's a place that's hot. It's a place that's isolated. There's nothing that grows there. But really, there's something beautiful about the desert, especially in scriptures. And we see that all throughout scriptures, but especially in the Exodus, 40 chapters of that beautiful book of Exodus, when the Israelites were freed from slavery to Egypt and led to the promised land. But in that in-between... They had to go through the desert. So if you look at it in that Old Testament book, the desert is a result of freedom. Freedom from that slavery to Egypt. Slavery to that oppression. We interpret that as slavery to sin. And it's in the desert, it's so beautiful, that there the Israelite people encounter God on Mount Sinai. There through all the sufferings and all the hardships that they went to, their identity as the people of God it's forged, it's strengthened, it's made real. Amidst the battles, amidst the struggles, amidst the sufferings that they go through, that identity is strengthened as a chosen people of God. And eventually that desert leads to a final goal, that final destination of the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey that they had to go there and conquer. So that's a desert in the Exodus, that's a desert that we see in scriptures. That's a desert that our Lord goes out into today, pushed there by the Holy Spirit to do battle with the evil one. It reminds us of the very beginning of creation. Adam and Eve there in the garden, there in the wilderness, if you will, tempted once again, but what did they do? They fell. And because of that, we experience that original sin in our own souls and that concupiscence, that tendency towards sin. But Christ today in the gospel passage that we read just like all passages from Mark, it's very short, very sweet, very succinct. It shows us that Christ redeemed the desert, if you will. Christ redeemed that struggle with temptation and made it so that we also can be victorious. Because if you look at it, brothers and sisters, our whole lives are kind of like a desert, if you will. We're not freed from slavery to Egypt, but we're freed from original sin when we're baptized. But even after that original sin is washed away, we still have that concupiscence in our souls, that tendency towards sin. We're drawn towards it. It's in our nature, if you will. But what's so beautiful is that after being freed from original sin, it's in the midst of temptation, it's in all of our life, that our identity as children of God is forged. It's strengthened. And it's specifically by resisting temptation. It's specifically by staying strong even when you don't want to be strong. Choosing to love God even when the devil comes to knock on your door. 
Because when we resist temptation, brothers and sisters, it's a great act of praise to God. It's a great opportunity to forge and strengthen that identity that we have as sons and daughters of God. But once again, just as the desert isn't the final destination, our lives aren't the final destination. It leads to something greater, something more eternal, something more beautiful, that heavenly banquet. All of eternity with God, the Heavenly Father, adoring Jesus Christ in the flesh with all the angels and all the saints. So we need to remember that, brothers and sisters. This life is a desert. But let's forget about the bad rep that desert has. Let's make the most of it. And then Holy Mother Church, in all of her wisdom as a good mother, gives us an opportunity every single year to be reminded of that reality, that life is like that desert. And so it's almost like all of life, all of salvation history, is distilled down into 40 days, which we call Lent. 40 days where we're on the spiritual journey towards that eternal banquet, towards that resurrection, towards that new life, which is Jesus Christ. Because in Lent, what we choose to do is give our hearts to the Lord. It's a time of conversion, which means we turn our back on our sins. We turn our back on our old ways, on those ways that maybe weren't strengthening our identity as a son or a daughter of God. That's our freedom from Egypt. That's our freedom from slavery, if you will. But then we need to walk through these 40 days of desert where we intentionally choose to love God, to serve Him, to honor Him. In the small things that we give up or the small things that we add, what we're doing there is forging our identity just like the Israelites did in the desert. Our identity is chosen people of God. And once again, as we willfully do that and willfully resist those temptations, we become stronger. We give praise and glory to Almighty God. So this Lent, brothers and sisters, is going through that desert, but it leads to something deeper. It leads to something much more beautiful, namely Easter, the resurrection of Jesus Christ that renewal of our baptismal promises. And for many, they'll be coming to the 1130 Mass, but many who are going to be baptized, going to be entering into the Catholic Church. So my encouragement for all of you, brothers and sisters, is, if you will, do the desert well. Live these times in the desert well. Don't look back on your sins. Don't look back on Egypt like the Israelites did complaining that life was so much more comfortable back then, they didn't have to worry about what they're going to drink, what they're going to eat. Don't look back on that. We're in the desert. Whether we like it or not, this is where we are. Don't choose to go back on your old life. So don't look back, but at the same time, look forward. Our goal in this, brothers and sisters, is to be more united to God, to fall ever deeper in love with Him, to strengthen our identity as sons and daughters of God. And in the in-between, in these 40 days that we suffer through together, do it with joy. Because it's such a beautiful time. This time of encounter with God. This time of forging our identity. And see that every time you're faithful to your resolutions, once again you're giving praise and glory to God. So let's walk through this desert together, brothers and sisters, during these 40 days seeking that freedom, seeking that love that only Christ can give us. And so we pray for this grace and for the disposition to receive all the graces that God wants to give us during this beautiful season.